Welcome to the Exercises for Everyone podcast, where we talk about all things related to exercise, regardless of having limitations or not. Our guests provide information, insight, and inspiration to get you moving and keep you going. My name is Wendy Kleinke, and I am your host. So let's get started. Welcome, everyone. I'm so excited. I have Roddy Shanley with me here today. And Roddy has been an athlete her entire life. She has seven children, 14 grandchildren, and exercise has touched her life in more ways than one. And she's going to share with us today just how that has happened. Roddy, welcome to Exercise is for Everyone podcast. I'm so happy to have you here. Thank you for coming to speak with us today. Thank you so much, Wendy, for having me. It's my pleasure. Tell us a little bit about yourself. Well, I have seven grown children. I'll be 58 years young uh, next month. And I have 14 um, grandchildren that I'm super proud of and that are pretty much my why for everything that I do. And I live in uh, Washington State, over on the eastern part of the state. And um, i that's kind of a little bit about me. I'm an avid CrossFitter. I'm addicted to it. I've been CrossFitting for about three years or so. Um, started my CrossFit journey, uh, well, about three years ago. I've always been an athlete. I've always been either a runner or a triathlete or a marathon runner. Um, but within the last three years, I've gotten really serious about my health and and I do that through that venue. So why CrossFit? Why now? Well, my all my daughters CrossFit. And so they have were hounding me for a long time. You can do this, mom. You can do this. And of course, I was like, I'm too old for that. And I, there's no way. And it's too brutal. And it's too hard. And so I actually um, listened to my old my daughter, and she took me to a, a gym here locally in town, and I started a weight loss challenge, a six-week program, because I, I had gotten fairly overweight, and uh, I sort of changed and morphed into believing that CrossFit can be for everyone. And, you know, I had every excuse in the book not to do it. And for every one exercise I couldn't do, the coach gave me 10 more. And so I just stuck with it and I modified when I needed to and I got stronger and stronger. And now I, it's, it's just like, I love it. So my daughter's got me into it. That's fantastic. Have you always exercised your entire life? Yeah, you know, I would go, I would come and go as far as the amount of exercise I did, but I always did something. I either uh, walked or I ran or I lifted at the gym or I would, or I would swim. Um, I love to hike. Um, as I got a little bit older, I started doing less and less of that because it got, it started to get more and more difficult. And the longer I was away from exercise, the harder it was to get back into it. And so I came to that point in my life about three years ago where I just said, you know, there's no reason for this. It's, it's ridiculous that I'm not out there doing what I can do uh, instead of just sitting here and, and aging. And I want to play with my grandkids. I want to run with them. I want to throw them in the air. I want to chase them. You know, I want to keep crashing into life with them and my children as long as I can. And exercise is the way that that happens for me. Yeah, I mean, exercise can be so pivotal to helping out with those activities of daily living, like you were talking about, like playing with your grandkids. And it can be a huge motivator 
Mm-hmm. Um, but that wasn't the catalyst for you in getting into the CrossFit, was it? No, it wasn't. I actually uh, came to a point um, three years ago where I realized that I was drinking too much and that I had a really unhealthy relationship with alcohol and I needed to make a change. And that came about, that realization came about as a result of one of my children also struggling with addiction and as a way and a mechanism of dealing with his addiction, oddly enough, I started drinking too much. And it kept me from doing a lot of the things that I love to do. And it finally got to the point where I just woke up one morning on a Saturday. I'll never forget it. And I said, this, this has to stop. This, this has to stop. I have, I, I got to do something about this. So I reached out to somebody that um, I trusted and I shared with her what I was going through as far as my own alcohol abuse, that I wanted to make a change. And she agreed to be my sponsor. And I worked a program and I started getting healthier. And as I started getting healthier, uh, I realized that a part of my problem or issue was my codependency with my son. And so as I, again, as I started getting healthier, I started doing things again that I love to do that I had let go of because I was too afraid to do anything um, for fear of, you know, missing that phone call or just living in basically fear. Um, And so a few months later, I got this challenge under my belt, and I decided I'm going to go for it with CrossFit in a local gym. And that sort of helped launch me into continuing my recovery down, um, down that alcohol path and getting that completely out of my life and choosing to live um, alcohol free. And so it was actually the CrossFit that kind of kept me on that journey along with a lot of other work. That's awesome. That's, that's just incredible. And you'd shared with me that your at least one of your daughters has been pivotal. Did you tell me that a few of your daughters are CrossFitters? Is that right? Yeah, I have um, my daughter, Jackie, her and her husband own a gym, own a CrossFit gym called CrossFit Unrivaled over in Virginia. And they've owned it for quite a, quite a long time. And then I have another daughter who, uh, who's the one that actually took me to the gym and said, Mom, just go check this out. You can do it. And then I have a younger daughter who shares my name that I ended up getting into CrossFit. I haven't been able to get my boys involved yet, but I'm still working on them. So all the ladies are doing the CrossFit. And it's amazing. It's, it's such an incredible feeling to be able to work out with your kids and do life with your kids on that, on that level. I just, we, we work out together two or three times a week, almost every Sunday as a family. And it's just, it's just created such great bonds um, for the girls and I, and I look forward to it. And I just absolutely love that I can participate. I can't quite keep up with them, but it's, it's not, I'm not too far behind. You know, I have two, um, two children, two daughters, myself, and um, my older girl likes to work out in an entirely different mode than I like to work out. Um, she likes pretty high intensity stuff. Um, she, she'd probably fit in with you and your daughters. <laughs> and, uh, but my younger daughter and I, we like to work out in a similar fashion. And I, I know exactly what you're talking about when it comes to like the bonding Mm-hmm. Because even with my older daughter, like there's just a sense of 
tell me a little bit about, um, you said that you've been an athlete your whole life. So how did that, how did that get started for you? Well, I was a, I was a runner. I was a track runner, um, all through high school. Um, you know, very good at it. And then I got married really young and ended up with a, with a house full of children. And (laughs) honestly, my athletics was something I did as a coping mechanism through all the years of raising my kids. I got used to race, um, locally and do short distances and, ran 5Ks and 10Ks, graduated into running marathons, and then I've done a few half marathons. And then from that, of course, I did some triathlons. I've done a little bit of training with other people. Um, It was my outlet, basically. It was the one thing that I could do for me. And so I've just always used exercise as an outlet, a release, a place sort of for my own personal therapy. I don't know, family ties. Like there's just, there's something special about working out with your children and doing something healthy for yourself together. So I really appreciate that you've kind of brought that up and how it it, it is very nice. Like it's, it's a very heartwarming feeling to be doing something good for yourself while your children are doing something good for themselves and you can do it all at the same time and enjoy each other's company and everything. So that's great. And I don't have to sit on the sidelines because I'm I'm unhealthy due to physical issues based on my age, you know, that I can get in there and I can participate and be a part of it and be a part of their lives. So yeah. I love that I don't have to sit on the sidelines. Absolutely. I mean, do you find that you are a minority in your exercise classes? Because, you know, CrossFit is definitely something that I think people, you know, think about is for younger people. You know, yeah. I think there's a stigma there that it's for, you know, younger people who are, you know, in super good shape. You know, I, and I think that that's a pretty common perception. And it's absolutely, at least in my experience, untrue. I, you know, there was, I am one of the older people in my gym. Uh, but everything that I do and that they do who participate and who make that commitment go in and they just modify and they do what they can do. And honestly, being with the younger generation, being with kids, my own, you know, that my kids' age motivates me and it keeps me, you know, it makes me push myself a little bit. So I don't mind being the older person in the, in my gym. In fact, I'm referred to as mama Roddy at my gym. Oh, I love that. I love that. (laughs) So what would you say to encourage people that, you know, are relatively close to your age when it comes to any kind of exercise? I mean, do, would you have any kind of advice to give them? Well, I think I think for, uh, for, for me, what I needed to hear when I was getting back into this journey was you're not too old to do something. You're, you're never too old to do something. And whatever it is that you think you can't do, modify it. Or find something else to replace it, and that at our age, it's oh, we can we can be in as good a shape as the younger people, and still be able to enjoy life. I can hike with my kids, I can run with my kids, I can um, ski with my kids, and and there's no reason for us at this age to not be able to do this. It just takes work, time modification, consistency, and being willing to show up. Yeah. You know, I think it's great that you're having such a great experience with not just your children, but your grandchildren as well. Mm. And, you know, just kind of looking back, you know, I, I think Steve Jobs said that you can't connect the dots until you look back. 
And looking back through your past, I I find that with uh, addiction, there's often all of the reasons why you shouldn't do all of the things that you just listed. Right. <laughs> right? Like addiction mm-hmm. will kind of keep you home and keep you keep you tied or keep you tied to something that's mm-hmm. not living. Um, what do you think about that idea? Well, I can say from my own personal experience, when I was, when I was uh, misusing alcohol and abusing it, I isolated myself because I didn't want other people to know or my family to know how, um, how deeply I was abusing alcohol. And so I would skip family functions. I would make excuses not to go places because I, I didn't want to drive. Uh, isolation was a huge factor in that. And then if I wasn't drinking, I felt crappy from drinking the night before. And the last thing I wanted to do was go exercise. So what did I do? I would just start drinking again. And so now I get to be present. I get to go to all of the, I get to go to all the family functions. I get to be a part of life. I get to show up for my kids. When, when I was so invested in my son's addiction, I had six other kids that didn't get the best part of me or get me at all. And so I feel like because I'm living a sober life now, they get the best of me. And that's my, that's my opportunity and my obligation and my responsibility to them as their mother. Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. You were talking a little bit about how drinking was interfering with your ability to exercise. Did you mm-hmm. notice that your health started to be affected by the lack of exercise? Oh, sure. Sure. I gained a whole bunch of weight. Um, you know, my, I was puffy, you know, around because I was drinking so much. I was puffy. I was eating horrible because of course, when I was drinking, I wasn't going to get up and make a meal. I was going to grab a bag of chips or a bag of candy or make a plate of nachos or you know, something like that. I was really lazy when it came to my nutrition as well. So yeah, I, I was, I looked horrible. I felt horrible all the time. And so I didn't want to exercise. I mean, who wants to exercise when you feel terrible? Right. Right. So how long did that go on for? Well, I've always, I've, I've always been a social drinker. I was always a social drinker until, oh, probably about, probably my early 40s or so. And then life happened and some things happened that um, were not fun. And again, as a coping mechanism, I started drinking. And I went through, and I would go through cyclical, I guess is the word, cyclical phases where I would drink a lot for a while. Like when I lost my dad, I drank really heavily for a time in order to deal with that. And then I would catch myself and be like, okay, you girl, you got to get this under control. And, and I never really stopped exercising completely during that time, but I certainly wasn't training for marathons. It was more like I was going for a walk around the block. Um, and so it was very cyclical for me. Uh, and, and then I would catch myself and I would, I would get back to drinking either normally or not at all. And then something would happen in life and I would start to drink again. And then about five, six years ago, I just drank all the time because I just wanted to. So, and then finally, again, like I said, about three years ago, it kind of came to a head and I realized that I couldn't be on that cyclical pattern anymore because it didn't work. It just didn't work. 
Yeah, no, it, it doesn't work. It, it, yeah. And they say that the end of alcoholism is either insanity or death. So you have to decide, like, are you going to choose those two options or are you going to just mm-hmm. get away from it? Well, exactly. And, you know, I I was a functioning alcoholic. I did never lost a job, never got a DUI, never had any legal issues. Uh, but it it affected my life negatively in terms of my relationships and the isolation and losing control of being able to control how much I drank um, and foregoing my friendships and foregoing the people that I love and just my life being completely out of control and then letting go of all the things that make me who I am. And a big part of what makes me who I am is I'm an athlete. Yeah. Yeah. And so then you dove right back into it. Like, I mean, CrossFit's pretty extreme exercise for sure. For well, sure. Kind of my personality is I'm kind of an all or none kind of person anyway. And so I either go big or go home for the most part. <laughs> and, and I, thankfully I, I absolutely loved it and it helped me, you know, I, I, it was just a non-negotiable for me. And because it was a non-negotiable for me, if I did have the temptation to drink or the urge to, to drink, it was like, nope, I got to go to CrossFit. I got to go to CrossFit tonight. I'm, I'm enrolled in a class. There was a lot of accountability for me in that sport. And that was really helpful. Wow. So like it actually helped you stay away from it because you wanted to do the exercise more than you wanted the drink. Yeah, actually, that's very true. And I was always an evening drinker, you know, get home from work and sit down and and drink until you go to bed. And I was taking classes. I was taking CrossFit classes at night. And CrossFit is such an amazing community and a family-like atmosphere that if I wasn't there, people would be calling me like, why weren't you in class? And, you know, because I hadn't really, yeah, I guess I had quit drinking by then. But even if I didn't show up for class, I had people calling me saying, where were you? And I knew that if I came home and started drinking, I was not going to go to CrossFit and CrossFit became more important to me. You're right. Absolutely. Yeah. That's, that's amazing. That's wonderful. So how has this kind of brought you to where you are now? Like you, you have this, this business called Inspired Life and how, tell, I'd love for you to talk to us about how it all ties into what you're doing now with your life and and where you are with helping other people. Um, Inspired Life is is a business that I am working on, uh, trying to get up and running and launched. There are parts of it that that are active right now. Um, Inspired Life is basically my story, I guess is how I try to look at it. And there's three... uh, revenue streams or avenues underneath that umbrella. One of them is called Reflections by Roddy, which is art. Uh, as part of my recovery journey, I, I was able to start creating art. And that's that's a wonderful story in and of itself. And so Reflections by Roddy is art that I sell and I offer. It's prints and greeting cards. And there's an amazing story behind that that I won't go into. But that was a huge part of the healing process and of me going through the recovery process was my art. And so, um, that is a business is one of my businesses. The second one is, is like, it's called silver strong and sassy and it's an apparel line for us, silver haired beauties. 
And so uh, I just I just love that one. That one's just kind of a fun thing for me. And then the third one that's underneath Inspired Life is I'm getting uh, certified as a nutrition coach. I want to start doing some online coaching. And all three of those businesses make up Inspired Life, which is kind of a, a, a culmination of who I am. And my goal or my vision or my passion is to help others along the wellness journey specifically those in recovery through nutrition, exercise, through spirituality. My art is a spiritual practice that I do, and I just absolutely love it. And I want people of my generation or anyone for that matter to understand the importance of all of those things. Yeah, they all really tie together. They really do. And, you know, I I think as we're going along through you know, these conversations is that there's definitely a common thread that it they're not separate. Mm-hmm. You know, the mind, body, and spirit are not separate. They're definitely all um, dependent upon each other, and there's an ebb and flow there. So I think it's great that you are using that as kind of the foundation of your of your business. It's a, it's, it's a super exciting time and it's evolving. Um, but that's a really great way to put it. It's about wholeness. Yes. So when it comes to people of, you know, your generation, is that who you really want to help? I mean, is that who you're passionate about helping is, is those people that may have those thought patterns that they're, you know, too old for that. Like my father, he's a little bit older than, than you. He always tells me he's an old man. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. He's probably about 10 years older than you, but he's always telling me he's an old man and he can't do that. So what would you say to somebody who, who's, you know, in the right kind of age bracket, but has got that kind of mindset? Well, I think, I think it's a more about it's not so much about CrossFit when it's not so much about one sport or the other. It What it's about is, is that you're moving your body, regardless of what age you are, that you do something, whatever that looks like for you. So I would just encourage somebody to, you know, what, first of all, what do you love to do? What do you love to do? You know, if, if you love to hike and you can't hike more than five minutes at a time, hike five minutes at a time. And then maybe next week, hike six minutes. Don't give up on the things that you love because you think that you can't do it based on your age. It's not truth. It's not truth. Unless you've got some serious health issues, you can do something. Absolutely. Mm -hmm. Absolutely. And we've kind of been talking a little bit about, you know, nutrition and how you're you're getting certified to, you know, do some online coaching with that. And we also talked about how your eating habits kind of fell by the wayside when you were in the throes of addiction. So mm-hmm. why don't you talk to me a little bit about your, st- because when it comes to, you know, weight management, whether you're trying to lose weight or gain weight or whatever you're trying to do with it, or just maintain where you're at, nutrition is like where it's at. Like that's, that's the key factor in weight management. So why don't you talk to us a little bit about your journey with nutrition? Well, I, I guess it would go back to um, when I started CrossFit. The way that I started was I did a six-week boot camp, basically, and learned about nutrition and went on a specific program that was primarily clean eating, 
and, you know, having protein, carbohydrate, and um, fat goals that helped with the weight loss that I wanted to lose. And understanding that food is fuel. And so my weight loss journey kind of started there. I'd always kind of been able to, as I was young, when I was younger, lose weight as I needed to. But as I got older, that got more and more difficult. And so I needed to fuel my body differently. And that boot camp was actually what started me on that journey. And and then it just it was a whole mindset shift of food is fuel now. I, obviously, I'm not perfect. And every once in a while, I love to eat my nachos. But I, if I, again, CrossFit was the catalyst for that, because if I didn't fuel my body properly, I couldn't do what I wanted to do, or it couldn't do for me what I wanted it to do for me. And so that was like a light bulb moment for me, where I finally understood that food is fuel. And if I want to avoid prescriptions and high blood pressure and high cholesterol, that, that food and exercise was the key. It was the key. And so that's what I want to offer other people is that education and that knowledge and that understanding that you can change the way you see food, the way you fuel your body, and the way you understand how food interacts with your mental or your, you know, because some people can have, a, have an unhealthy relationship with food as well. Yeah, absolutely. You know, and I love it that you've brought up like the prescriptions because sometimes I think some people are of a mindset, well, I can just take a pill for that, but they don't necessarily think about all of the side effects that mm -hmm. they could be facing. And some of them could be, you know, lifelong side effects, even after you get off of it. Right. But food, you know, like proper, like real food, like healthy food that we're talking about doesn't have side effects. I mean, junk food has side effects, mm -hmm. but you know, like, plants, you know, like regular food that you buy, like in the produce department mm -hmm. doesn't have side effects like pills do. And diet and exercise can absolutely get you off of cholesterol medication, blood pressure medication, um, anxiety medication. Mm -hmm. sometimes, diabetes. What's that? Sometimes. Diabetes sometimes. Oh yeah, absolutely. Yeah. You know, if you if you lose um I want to say it was 7% of your body weight when you're first diagnosed with diabetes when you, when it's early onset, you can reverse it. Yeah. That's it. Like 7%. Well, sure and that's, that's what kind of that's really kind at. of where I was at too when I was overweight and drinking is my A1C was borderline diabetic and it was okay, you either need to lose some weight and change your lifestyle or you're going to be on medication for the rest of your life. And I, and I just was like, no, that's not happening. That was a big wake. That was a big wake up call for me. Yeah. Yeah. You know, and that can be really scary, you know, just because, you know, something that's created in a lab, you know, it's, it is a stress that you put on your body, right? So it's a chemical stress. Anytime you're taking some kind of medication, it's a, it's a chemical stress you're putting on your body and anytime you add stress, your your body reacts naturally in certain ways. So, I mean, if you think about it, the more medication that you're piling on your body, the more stress you're putting on it. And the more stress you're putting on it, the less healthy you're going to be. Right. Right. And you can really just get up and move and go for a walk or go for a hike and uh -huh. maybe have a banana instead of the Cheetos. 
<laughs> That's true. And it's and the other thing that I noticed in a huge was a huge correlation is when I was doing this boot camp, I was in a better mood. My mental frame of mind was and my energy level and my f- level of fatigue went went way down and I was a completely different person. Now of course I'd stopped drinking by that time, but only I'd only stopped drinking for a few months. And there was such a huge improvement in my mental state once I cleaned up my eating as well. Oh, yeah, I would imagine so. And, you know, really, it's really just kind of getting over that inertia of just getting started. And the same is true with exercise and nutrition. You just have to get in that right mindset. And sometimes, like, just depending on the person, like, one might be easier than the other, you know, I know for me, it's way easier for me to move than it is for me to give up my my vice my vices of Cheetos. <laughs> but no, it's it's easier for me to move. But for some people, it's harder for them to move. But really, once you just get over that initial, like once you jumpstart it, like you did the boot camp, and you you really just dove into it, and then your body starts craving the good stuff. Right. Your body starts craving the healthy food. Your body starts craving the the movement and you you don't feel sluggish anymore. And you don't feel like you even want to even think about a candy bar or taking, you know, a nap or laying on the couch for 3 hours watching Netflix. You'd much rather just go outside and walk around or you know, play with your grandkids or your dogs or whatever. Well, and I also noticed too, right away that the healthier I was eating, the less I craved alcohol. Yeah, that's a, that's interesting. Mm -hmm. Okay. That's, that's good. I like that. So when we're talking about the addiction, you had mentioned that one, one morning you woke up and you had like a wake up call. Mm -hmm. I commonly have heard you know, that you have to kind of have a rock bottom. Would you say that you had hit some sort of rock bottom? No, I don't, I don't think I ever really did because like I said, I was a functional drinker. There was no real big one situation, bad thing happened to me that, you know, forced me to rock bottom. Uh, I think I just felt like I had lost myself and I woke up and I was really hung over, honestly hungover and I was tired of waking up every single day and feeling that way. And I knew that the only way that I was going to break the cycle was first and foremost to tell somebody that I trusted, somebody that was going to hold me accountable and help me through the process. And what's interesting is, is that I had been involved with uh, a ministry called Celebrate Recovery. Um, I'd help start uh, one of the ministries here locally, and it's a it's a faith based recovery ministry. And I I start I helped start it here. I was actually the women's ministry leader, and I was struggling with codependency at that point with um, my son and who, uh, who's now my ex husband. And it's so funny because I was drinking during that whole time, but it was it was in control, and I wasn't really there to work on my alcohol. I was really there to work on my codependency. And so even what, even through all of that and working the recovery program through Celebrate Recovery, I still continue to drink. And I, I, like I said, I finally just got to the point where it was like, I, 
I can't just, I can't do this anymore. It was as simple as that. I can't do this anymore. I was in conflict with myself. I wasn't, what I was doing was not aligning with who I was and who I wanted to be. And so that constant conflict internally was just awful. It was just awful. Yeah. And it sounds like it just really interfered with like, like your essence, like who you, mm-hmm. who you are and who, who, what you want to do with yourself and where you want to be. It was really just kind of interfering, it sounds like. It was. It was. It I was lo- interfering I, with everything. I, I love the exercise was so pivotal in helping keeping you stay on track because it's so easy to fall out of it. You know, I mean, I've, I've watched people throughout my life and, um, you know, I used to be a smoker, if you can believe that. Oh, wow. Yeah. Yeah. Before I, before I, even in the early days of when I was, when I was exercising, I used to smoke. Um, but I grew up with smokers and that was just kind of part of my, my upbringing. Everybody smoked. And I remember going through fighting to get out of it, you know, mm-hmm. fighting the addiction. And I know exercise was pivotal in that for me too because I I couldn't do what I wanted to do because I couldn't breathe. Right, right. That's exactly the same thing. Yeah, yeah. And it was definitely interfering. And like you're talking about, you know, like the after effects of like the hangovers interfering with your – your keeping you sluggish, you know, Uh keeping you feeling terrible. And I do think that it's it doesn't happen immediately. Like you're not going to like just get it out of your system in three days and then you can go run a marathon, you know, like mm-hmm. you have to ease back into it and it's still going to kind of hold you back for a while. But I, I love it that it kind of pulled you through it and out of it. That's That's such a great story. I just love that. Well, and I have this personal mantra that that I just love, and it, it keeps me going when I don't want to CrossFit and I don't want to, or I do want to drink, which doesn't happen very often anymore. But um, I do what I have to do so I can keep doing what I love to do. Oh, I love that. That's your mantra. I love mm-hmm. that. Yeah, I love that. Is that part of your your inspire? No, it's just something that I've that a friend of mine said to me years and years and years ago that resonated with me. And so, you know, even for those, for all of us, anytime we want to do something in our life, a lot of times something good and something meaningful, we have to do something we don't want to do to get there. (laughs) And so when I don't want to get up at 530 in the morning and go CrossFit, I go to that. I have to go back to that and say, I do what I have to do so that I can keep doing what I love to do. And what I love to do is be able to play endlessly with my grandchildren, CrossFit with my girls, be present in my kids' lives, be spiritually sound. I love that. I love that. Oh, my gosh. I love that. Roddy, this has been a wonderful conversation. So tell me, how can people get in touch with you? Like, I know you're just kind of getting your business going and you're getting ready to launch it, but if someone wanted to just you know, kind of follow you along, like where can they find you? Well, I have, I have accounts both on uh, Facebook and Instagram. Uh, it's Reflections by Roddy on both sites. And then of course I have my own personal Facebook pages and Instagram page. 
And so either one of those will get to me. And if there's, if anybody has any questions about my art and how that came about or, or um, wants to hear the story behind that, they can just direct message me and I'd be happy to talk with them. Um, so reflections by Roddy right now is, is how people are getting a hold of me. Okay. That sounds great. Well, thank you so much for putting yourself out here and, and talking. I'm sure that this is not the easiest topic to talk about, um, but I really appreciate you sharing it. And I, I know that addiction is something that's very prevalent in many people's lives. And sometimes it shows up in other avenues, whether it be through you know, alcohol use or codependency or you know, tobacco use. Um, but it, it definitely does come up, um, and it, it's usually touching someone, everyone's life in one way or another. And I just appreciate you sharing how you've kind of gotten through that, and how something as simple as exercise has kind of gotten you, gotten you through that, and the modifications, and you know, the idea of just just do what you can and try a little try a little more for next time. I just think this is a great conversation. It's I really appreciate you sharing your experience and how it's changed your life. Well, thank you so much for having me. You know, it's, uh, they always say your mess is your message and I can't keep what's given to me or what's been given to me unless I share it with other people. So I appreciate the opportunity to, to be able to share my story. So thank you for, for inviting me. Absolutely. Roddy. One more thing before you go. As a fitness professional, I have a great love of exercise and a passion that there always be a space for people to get together and enjoy the types of exercise that they love. If you're interested in learning tips and strategies to help you build a fitness community of your own, please join us on Facebook. We have a free group called The Lifted Community where we talk about these ideas. Just search The Lifted Community on Facebook. I'm looking forward to seeing you there.